What is going on, everybody? You are back on another edition of Ballin' Over Beers. Apologize for last week. We had a little bit of uh, technical issues, but I think that we we are hopefully going to get them all figured out tonight because um, we got a we got an awesome show. We got wide receiver rankings, and we're actually going to rip some uh, NBA top shots. James was lucky enough to get a pack today in the drop, so we are going to rip that today. Um, just before we get going here, audio and hopefully a YouTube video, make sure if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, share, comment, do all that stuff. It, it goes a long way for us. Um, would really appreciate that stuff, guys. Make sure also you're heading over to Borderfield Sports. Shops open over there, tons of articles, um, a lot of stuff, especially football-wise, coming out now with the draft and free agency firing up. So, Make sure you're going over there, check everything out. But I'm joined, as always, by my guys, James Fitch, a.k.a. How. James, what's up, dude? How pumped are you about the top shot? Not too much, man. It's all I can think about right now. Uh, obviously excited to talk about some football tonight, but I just want to rip packs and hopefully uh, get the LaMelo rookie or some LeBron action. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, dude, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for it. I was actually at the chiropractor during the drop, and I was, like, praying that I was going to get a pack and uh, – I was like 50,000 something, but you were lucky enough to get it. So I'm excited to, to be a part of the opening of that tonight. I saw, so for content, I mean, there, there were only 5,000 packs released and I saw, I saw a screenshot on Twitter of somebody that was like 80, 85,000 people in front of them. So there were probably 85, 90,000 people that went for it. So pretty low odds. So I feel pretty fortunate. I've been, I've been on a streak lately. I've, I've been getting lucky and, getting these packs so hopefully that that trend continues or at least one of us keeps getting one legit thank you what's up oh just jealous of james uh being a top shot influencer and getting uh priority seating there for his pack i'll sell it to you for three thousand i'll trade you a chris paul (laughs) no false (laughs) Well, serious question. What do you think? What do you think? Unopened pack, not knowing what's in there. What do you think that you could sell for? I mean, so LeBron's probably worth what, like 1600 to 2000 right now. I think, I don't know what the Lamellos are going for. Probably a little bit more. Actually, you said the Halliburton's are more AK. Yeah. Halliburton passing today. It's a few thousand, maybe. I, I don't Maybe not that much. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of like top end what you could get out of these packs. But so someone on eBay had 10 common packs, two cool cat packs, and the gift pack. And he was trying to sell all those for ten thousand dollars. That's almost that's almost worth buying for ten ten thousand. It's risky. I just don't trust people on eBay. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you knew it was an actual like person that had packs and you could verify it were they selling their account or were they going to open them and then send and then you the... actually sent them to you yeah yeah that's tough. they were going to open them and send you the moment so if he pulled a sick moment or a number one he could just say nah, fuck you yeah yeah i don't trust that i've i've heard of early on and even um when there are big dips people have actually been selling their accounts so they they'd sell their username and password that was pretty popular early on that's it's wild. What time to be alive? <laughs> gas, gas prices going up. NBA top shots. Just time to be alive. Non fungible tokens. Dude, NFTs, man. So I'm gonna. <laughs> how we're gonna get rich? 
I still apparently did you see the article Cuban put out about what how if he was starting a business today how he would do it he no put, I didn't see it. I haven't read that yet I want to I want to check it out but apparently it was all about like he would base everything off of basically being digital and nfts oh 100 crypto all that stuff like he wouldn't like something crypto punks is payment and yeah which it's pretty smart that's what we should do that's that's our that's our plan fellas if you guys want to tip us for our show, you can send us some. Uh, yeah, <laughs> send us one of those crypto punks that's just ridiculously. I don't even understand how. Send some ETH. Much. Yeah, send some ETH. I I'm I'm yet to get into the ETH yet. I don't even know how to do that. No, nope, not there yet. No, I'm still. I have a Coinbase to... account. Do you? I just buy. I have Coinbase. I was buying ETH last week. Were you? Yeah, I sold all my Doge and transferred it into Ethereum. Dude, you sold all of it, and then Musk tweets it out today with a with a GIF of it on the moon. Come on. I bought it at like point zero zero six, and I sold it at seven cents. I did pretty well. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, we'll have to uh, we'll have to dedicate maybe an entire show coming up here <laughs> on like just NBA Top Shot. It's hard. It's hard for like I mean even the content we watch. You know the guys that we watch on YouTube like it started with like, you know, DFS football and golf. And then it just turns into like, you just can't avoid talking about NBA top shot. It's crazy. It is addicting. So let's power through these top twenties and bang it out and get back to top shot. (laughs) (laughs) Saying I want to rip this back open. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's get down to business here. Um, We're going to talk wide receiver rankings for obviously this upcoming season. Um, obviously it's early, things will change the draft, free agency trades, all that good stuff, but this is where we are right now. So let's start with our, um, first five and I'll go first and I'll say my first five are Devonte Adams, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson. Um, I'll tell you right away. The one that I'm the most unsure about is DK Metcalf at four. That is like a pure, like upside play, I think. And ranking because I, I think that he could be as good as anybody in the league, but I also think that he could end up being like bottom, you know, outside the top 15 basically because of the way, you know, Seattle already said they want to commit to running the football. You saw, saw him at the end of the year, Russell Wilson was just not as productive. You still have Tyler Lockett there. So I, I guess that's my biggest one that I'm like inside the top five. I think Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill are interchangeable at one and two personally, but. Um, James, why don't you go ahead and go with your top five? Yeah, so I think we all have the same top three. We've got Adams, Hill, and Diggs. So yeah. Adams, Hill, Diggs. I'm uh, I'm a bit higher on Michael Thomas than I think you guys. So I've got him in the four slot. Um, and then at five, I've got uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Hey, Kate. Um, yeah. Hey, go. And then I, I got a question for you, James. I, the top three are the same as you guys. And at four, I have Hopkins. And at five, I have DK. And I'm kind of with Justin on that. DK, I think the best he can do is fifth. But I think the chance of him getting fifth is higher than the chance of him getting 15th. So I, I like his upside. That's fair. Now, make the case for Mike Thomas, Michael Thomas, James. Um, well, last season was – pretty much a nothing right I, he, he missed a vast majority of it um he had a drew Brees just was not 
himself, right? He can hardly throw the ball. Uh, he was, he left the season, uh, missed some time in, with injuries. And I just don't, it, it, he's not going to be able to follow up with the season that he had in 2019. Like that's just, I think he set, set or was close to setting the reception record. Um, but I, I just think he's, he's one of the top five receivers in the league. He's just a, a sponge when it comes to like targets and receptions. And um, I, I, last season I think was just kind of a fluke. I, I just think he's still one of the best guys that, that that's there in the league. And one thing that we haven't really seen, and I don't know if it's because of Drew Brees' limitations with uh, his, his arm strength is, is he's, he tends to be just kind of a short possession receiver. And I, I think he can be more than that. So Hopefully with a quarterback that can stretch the field a little bit more, we can start to see him uh, get involved in, in more uh, deeper plays and in bigger plays. Yeah. And I think both of you guys had, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas higher than me, but I think that you can make an argument for both of those guys and even make an argument to change them with DK Metcalf, who I had at the four spot. Like I said, that was just, I feel like his ceiling is just higher than those guys because of his big play ability and in his ability to like if you tell me a guy had three catches for 170 yards and two touchdowns out of those three guys it would be DK Metcalf you know what I mean and but also if you told me a guy had one catch for eight yards out of those guys I'd probably say okay that's probably DK Metcalf so that's where I kind of am but yeah so I could definitely see the Michael Thomas DeAndre Hopkins flip there I'm a, a Thomas dynasty owner too. So I've got to pump my bags a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah you do. Obviously, of course. Um, seven, well, six through 10, I have AJ Brown, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, and Keenan Allen. The, the two things that kind of stuck out to me when I was making this was I think Calvin Ridley is passing Julio Jones at this point in their careers. And then the second thing is I think I might have Keenan Allen too low. Again, I think habitually every single year, everybody's too low on him. And he comes out and he's he just puts up crazy numbers. He, he gets so many targets. He catches everything. He's going to be the guy again in, in, in with the Chargers. And Herbert loved him when they um, last year. So that, those are my two big things, I guess, in six through ten. Um, James, why don't you go ahead and hit us with yours? Yep. So at six, I've got Ridley. Seven, I'm at uh, Justin Jefferson. Um, eight. DK, nine, AJ Brown, um, 10, Allen Robinson. So I've got Keenan Allen at 11 and I kind of, I'm with you, Justin. I think I may have Keenan Allen a little bit too low, but I don't know that I want to put him ahead of any of those other guys. I I think the narrative with him is just that he's been injured a lot. And this is not true. I mean, what, what, when's the last season that he's like missed significant time. So I think it's, it's hard not to think that way, but agree with you on Ridley. I, I think he's the wide receiver one there. He had a great season. Um, I think Matt Ryan's got, you know, at least another season there. So uh, look forward to that connection. Jefferson, I think, Justin, you had him in your top five, right, Justin Jefferson? Um, so you're pretty high on him. I just think he had a phenomenal rookie season. I, I'd expect him to continue that. Um, I'm a little bit lower on DK than you guys, and I think you, you pointed out that it's because of the commitment to wanting to rush the ball. We saw that in the second half of the year. He had a great first half of the year, but um, still a top 10 receiver in my book. So, Gotcha. No, a lot of that makes sense, yeah. Nikki, why don't you go with your six or ten? Nikki, do we lose you? 
Uh, Justin Jefferson, nine. Calvin Ridley. Hello? You Here. cut out there. Read those back. Um, six, I got Keenan Allen. Seven, Michael Thomas. Eight, Justin Jefferson. Nine, Calvin Ridley. Ten, Allen Robinson. Okay. So I'm higher on Keenan Allen than you guys. I just feel really outside of the top three. He has the highest chance of finishing in the top at the position you draft him. So if you you know, I like him a lot at six and I think he has the highest potential to stay in that zone. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's the fair argument is that it feels like his floor is very safe um, every single week, which leads to production for the entire year. Yeah, am I too high on AJ Brown at six? And Jefferson, Justin, Jeff, I mean, those two guys like Jefferson and AJ Brown are two guys that about five six. They both have, I mean, I guess Ryan Tannehill has been playing at a, a very high level for the last two years but they're still in a run heavy offense. And so, so are the Vikings, but I think the talent for both of those guys is just so immense that they're, they're just so good. Like I think about that play AJ Brown made in the playoffs against the Ravens where he just like ran through like eight dudes and, and got a touchdown. You know, he's, he's so talented that I feel like the talent and they're just younger. I feel like they're younger than these other guys. So maybe it's just that they're the, the flavor of the week, I guess, or whatever. And, you know, we're used to Deandre Hopkins going out there and getting a hundred catches every single year. So Yeah, I I think historically the Titans have committed to the run a lot. So I think it's hard to think differently about that, but they, they lost their offensive coordinator, right. To he's the Atlanta head coach now. So um, you never know. I mean, Derek Henry has been getting so many touches the last couple of years that they may look to give him a little bit of a break and start throwing the ball a bit more. So I don't hate it. Uh, I'm only, I mean, I've got him at nine. It's only a few slots down i just think there's so many good wide receivers like that that first top yeah. 10 like a lot of them are so interchangeable they really are um let's let's go through 11 through uh 15 here i got julio finally which is that felt weird putting julio outside the top 10 where he's had he's just been so good for so many years and then alan robinson chris godwin kenny galladay mike evans um to round out 11 through 15 um I, a couple guys in there obviously alan robinson and kenny galladay they're supposed to be free agents. Um, the word is Allen Robinson could be a pretty big target for the franchise tag. So we'll kind of see, but those two guys could end up moving. And then you have the two bucks in there with, with Godwin and Evans, who, um, you know, you, you think eventually Brady's going to go away, but he still seems to just playing and hang on and, and they put up numbers and they benefit from it. So uh, James, why don't you give your 11 through 15? Yep, 11, I'm at Keenan Allen, 12, Julio, 13, Godwin, 14, Galladay, and uh, 15, Adam Thielen. Um, it, players like uh, A-Rob, like you said, and, and Galladay that are uh, going to be free agents, I could see both of those guys moving up my rankings if, if they land in a, a better spot, a better quarterback situation. Yep. So I can definitely see those guys moving up. Even Godwin, I think I texted you guys the other day saying that with Brady and Tampa, like, I, I don't know that I love Godwin's upside. I think we, we saw a decent season from him, but nowhere near the season he had with, with Jameis, uh, interception Jameis. So, um, I don't know, like I, I could see him being franchise tagged, but I wouldn't hate seeing him go somewhere else too. Yeah. I'm right with you there with Godwin. I think that actually, when you think, I actually think Ellen Robinson 
Godwin and Galladay are all like very similarly talented. They're big, athletic, fast receivers, good after the catch, physical at the catch point. Like they do a lot of good things and they, they actually remind me a lot uh, of each other. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens with all three of them. Um, AK, why don't you go ahead with your 11 through 15? 11, I got uh, AJ Brown. 12, I got Amari Cooper. 13, Julio, 14, Evans, and 15, I have Robert Woods. So I moved Robert Woods up pretty high just because of the addition of Matt Stafford. Um, He's never – I mean, he's always consistently like a top – he's kind of like a poor man's Mike – or Keenan Allen, like consistently the last couple of years putting up a nice floor and going from Goff to Stafford, I think his numbers are going to – get that, you know, 10, 15% jump, and that's going to put him in the top 15 for me. Yeah, I, I, I like both of the Rams receivers. I have them in my next um, tier here, but I, I think that that's a valid argument because Woods, he's, for the past multiple years, he seems to be another guy. Like you just mentioned, I think that Keenan Allen comparison is good for a couple of reasons because, like you said, talent-wise, they seem to be pretty similar, but they also seem to be always the ones that are forgotten. Um even with the production that they always have. So the interesting one there too, that you had was Amari Cooper. I don't even have, yeah. I don't have explain, Cooper. explain yourself. I don't have Cooper in my top 20. I don't either. I did. I just, I, I bumped him out. Well, one, he went to Alabama. Right. Oh, uh, two, <laughs> I forgot. Yep. Homer <laughs> Two, um, more importantly, his numbers when Dak was there, he was a top 12 receiver fantasy numbers for the first couple weeks Dak was there so getting Dak back that explosive offense I just think they're going to be scoring you know throwing the ball 35 40 times a game and scoring four touchdowns like they were and Cooper's going to get points I I think the argument can be made that if Dak is back and healthy and playing then yes, they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be good. But I still think that there's so many there's too many mouths to feed. Yeah, like can is it sustainable to have like a CD Lamb and a Michael Gallup and you know Zeke Elliott and um, all these guys to be sustainable? Tony, Tony Pollard. Yeah, Tony. Yeah, right, Tony. You ha- you have two bucks in your top fifteen. That is true, but I, I feel like that offense. And there's more... two, you know there's Calvin Ridley and Julio both in the top. You know, twelve. I feel so like I they're, think they're uh, often, offenses are more know, condensed, though, right? A little bit more. No, that's a fair point. AK makes, um, especially if Michael Gallup leaves too. A lot of people forget he's a free agent this year, isn't he? Or is that next year? Yeah, I, I he might be a restricted free agent. I'm not positive on that, though. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's valid points. I mean, you do, and especially in the, today's NFL where it's so pass-happy, you can sustain two wide receivers. I mean, you see a lot of the two receivers are in here, the Rams, the Bucks, the Falcons. It just seems like those offenses tend to be more condensed than – The Vikings have, you know, Thielen, Jefferson, and Delvin Cook. Right. I don't have Thielen in my top 20 either. I dropped them out, and I like – I'm a Thielen guy. I like – Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Is he kind of like one of your, like – last you know last last uh first team out yeah type of situations yeah i'm at 19 okay so what go james did you give us 11 through 15 yet uh i did yeah okay once you feelings feelings 15 for me okay yeah no feeling was he's he's 
and he's another guy he's so talented I just he uh I think there's going to be a little bit of regression there I don't think Kirk Cousins is is great I I'm interested to see where that offense goes so especially with Jefferson there I think Jefferson's just so good he's such a stud so I don't know we'll see that 16 through 20 um I have the other Cooper not Amari I have from the Rams Cooper Cup um Robert Woods, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, and DJ Moore. A couple guys that I like, the 1920 McLaurin and DJ Moore. I kind of want to see what happens there for the for the Washington team with quarterback. I think McLaurin's a stud. He's an, he's an awesome wide receiver. And I think that DJ Moore has a ton of talent. And um, you saw him really come on pretty strong at the end of last year. You know, Robbie Anderson – um, had a great year, but Joe Brady, man, that dude, he can call an offense anywhere he's gone. They've been, you know, effective and he was able to put up <laughs> numbers for three different receivers and Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. And now Curtis Samuel is a free agent and he's likely going to be gone. So I think that that will open up even more for DJ Moore. So um, James, why don't you go ahead with 16 through 20 for you? Yeah. So 16, Ed McLaurin, um, 17, Mike Evans, 18, DJ Moore, 19, Deontay Johnson, and 20, Robert Woods. So I initially had Cooper at 20, and um, I forgot about the Stafford signing. And I'm like, that's going to be a big bump to both uh, Woods and and Cup. I I do like Woods over Cup. Um, I would say Cup's probably kind of in maybe that 20 to 25 range for me, but I, I give Woods a little bit of the advantage like you said, McLaurin and, and DJ Moore, very interesting to see what uh, happens there with, with the quarterback situations. Deontay Johnson, I almost might be too low on him. Uh, Ben's coming back and they've got a new offensive coordinator. So I'd be curious to see kind of how that, that pans out. But um, I, I like Deontay Johnson a lot and I think he's, he's going to get better. Yeah. Especially PPR. Dude. He was getting like 15 targets a game. It was unbelievable. He would drop like three straight passes. And <laughs> Didn't throwing- matter just throw it to him seven more times in a row. It didn't matter at all. Yeah. Um, AK, go ahead with your 16 through 20. 16, I have Godwin, 17, Galladay, 18, McLaurin, 19, Thielen, 20, Deontay Johnson. Um, I think looking at all of our top 20s and talking about guys that are just missed it, the receiver depth is unreal right now. You know, you've got to look at tiers, but I don't think you can go wrong with, you know, anyone – in the, you know, 15 through 25 range. I think a lot of them are pretty interchangeable. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, certainly. I think that it, you get to a point where, um, like I said earlier, like you could tell me, you know, DK Metcalf, I have him at four, and you could tell me, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, any of those guys could outperform him and stuff. So I could definitely, definitely get on board with that. Um, who, let me ask you this, James, who, who was like your last, like maybe two or three guys that didn't make the top 20, obviously Cooper, cause you said you had him in there and then you bumped them. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cooper, Cooper or Mari Cooper um, is, is definitely uh, one that that's there. Um, trying to think. Cause I had like, so I had like Thielen was one that yeah. there. Will Fuller I thought was pretty interesting. I mean, you don't, I mean, I guess you don't know because he had the the whole PD, whatever, substance abuse thing, but he was balling out before, but you just don't know with like Deshaun Watson. Um, Fuller is a 
free agent too. So who knows where he's going to end up playing. But I mean, if he lands in the right spot, I think, you know, if he stays healthy too, his talents there, Tyler Lockett, we didn't talk about. AK, do you think Tyler Lockett should have been in the top 20 or no? For a season-long head-to-head, no. Um, If you look at his numbers, he was either three touchdowns and 180 yards or two catches for 14 yards. If it's a season-long, just uh, points at the end, I love Tyler Lockett, but in the head-to-head, I I can't even roster him just because of the boomer bust factor. It's too risky. Yeah, and and from experience, I was I have him in dynasty league, which is a total points league last this past year, and I had him in regular season, which was a head-to-head. And for dynasty, he was great. You know, he was he scored a ton of points for me, and then the head-to-head, it was just brutal. I couldn't even start him some weeks because you just didn't even know it by the end of the year. He almost became unstartable because of how poorly that Seahawks passing game became. Um, sleepers. Uh, James, why don't we start with you for your sleeper? I'm going deep. I'm going uh, – AK was a homer, so now I got to be a homer. But I'm going to go with Gabriel Davis. Had a pretty pretty good uh, rookie season. Um, 35 receptions, nearly 600 yards, and seven touchdowns, which – I, I had to look those stats up and I was surprised to see that number that high. I think that's a phenomenal rookie season. So I, I think with, with potentially John Brown uh, being a cap casualty and, and being out there, um, I could see Gabriel Davis stepping up and having a bigger role this year. That's what I was going to ask you because obviously they already have Diggs there. They have Beasley, um, Brown, but Brown you think is going to be somebody that they're going to end up letting go, which makes sense, especially with the way Davis played. Yeah. Um, AK, what about you, sleeper? Yeah, I'm going to go Homer here and um, lead it off with T. Higgins. Um, his numbers when Joe Burrow was in there was insane. But going off of T. Higgins, I'm going to say pretty much all the second-year receivers. Um, Chenault, I think, is going to get a big bump. Uh, get Trevor Lawrence in there. Um, Denzel Mims could have another big year. Pittman getting a, you know, who knows with Carson Wentz, but I think Pittman could have a big year. And just the success Justin Jefferson had, I think, has pushed down a lot of them second-tier receivers. And I think you're going to be able to get them as a flex player, and they could perform up to a wide receiver two, if not sneak into a low-end wide receiver one. Yeah, no, I think that was a good, that's a good call. A lot of those younger guys, and I, I actually like the Carson Wentz for the Colts. I think that, you know, he had his best season as a pro with Frank Reich as his offense coordinator. And now he's reuniting with him in Indianapolis. So... I think that I don't know, you know, if he'll be, you know, more than like a top 15 quarterback or anything like that. But I think he he could have a chance to, you know, rejuvenate his career and end up having a solid career with that. Um, my sleeper was also T. Higgins. Um, I think just like you said, with when Burrow was in there, he loved him. He was getting a ton of targets. T. Higgins is a guy that had so much talent come out of Clemson, who for some reason kind of slipped in the draft, and then he ended up being a huge steal. Um, you know, if I, if I didn't go with T Higgins, I said, I think that a pretty interesting name is Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton is coming off of, you know, a season ending injury and barely played last year. But when he played, you know, two years ago, he was a stud, right? He's another guy. He reminds me a lot of like the Allen Robinsons, Chris Godwins, um, stuff like that. Kenny Galladay's that kind of build that big athletic wide receiver. Um, obviously, you know, he, he's got the issues with who is throwing in the ball, and whether or not Drew Locke can improve in Denver. But I think Cortland Sun is, is a pretty interesting name. And then you got Jerry Judy in Denver as well, who um, struggled a little bit, you know, with drop passes and stuff. But again, 
the talent's obviously there. He was drafted pretty high um, coming out, obviously, of Alabama. He ranked, he ranked pretty high in air yards, too, I think, Judy. Yeah, um, and targets. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, you know, be interesting to see. So that's what we got for receivers. Um, any closing thoughts on the receivers before we rip some packs here? No. Um, I don't know the – I guess just quick, we could talk about the the rookie class coming out. Um, is it a pretty strong receiver? Uh, I, I know there's there's going to be the two Bama guys, but is it a pretty strong class compared to like say like running backs? Um, yeah, I think so. I think there's there's quite a bit of talent. Like you said, you got Devonte Smith, Jalen Waddle, uh, Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota, who could end up going a little bit later. Um, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, Terrace Marshall. Um, it's probably a guy from LSU. Yeah, Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall are both from LSU. Yeah, they're both. I mean, those guys are both studs. Jamar Chase, I think that I just saw Daniel Jeremiah had him as his second or third best player in the entire draft. So he, he's a freak show. Uh, I think everybody kind of forgot about him because Devontae Smith had such a crazy year, but, you know, and he opted out and didn't play. So, but he's he's a freak big time. But, yeah, so really solid wider. I'm just – you know, Kansas City's probably going to get Allen Robinson you know, or trade up for Jalen Waddle and just go to the Super Bowl again. <laughs> just that's not a homer. In the um, yeah, I guess I I would. It's always interesting too because the the way um, these these rookie receivers, you see some of these guys coming in now, the Justin Jeffersons, and uh, even like you think back to like DK Metcalf and AJ Brown when they came in, and some of these other guys like rookie receivers can come in and like, they can light it up now. It's not like where they're having to wait for like a tight end where tight ends take like, it seems like forever to come around and actually be good. Yeah. Tight ends typically take two to three years to really start, start doing much. Yeah, exactly. You guys want to rip a pack? Dude, let's yeah. That's all I've been thinking about this entire time. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I've been thinking about. What is what is the ideal ideal pull here? What are you thinking? You got to get one of like one of the big names to be satisfied. Yeah, like a Durant or a, a LeBron or a Lamelo. I, I think any rookie. I mean, it's so nice of you to say that you're going to share this with us too. Like whatever. I'm, I'm sharing I'm sharing this moment is what I meant with you. I'm not sharing the moments from the pack. Oh right. I thought we all got I thought it was like one moment for each of us because there's three three of us right. and three moments. No, that makes uh, that makes sense. You know, this is what Top Shot does. It just brings people together, sharing moments and sharing moments. Are you guys getting the audio on this or no? Mm-mm. No. It's, I don't uh, know if you can. No, I, w- I wish we were too, because I like I like the the beats that drop when you open the packs. Justin yeah, beat box. Yeah, I can. <laughs> All right, Justin, I'll let you pick which which uh, which one will we open first. Let's go right in the middle. Let's go right in the middle. Show me something. Oh, is that Steph? Yeah. Oh, let's go. <laughs> I wanted let's to buy go. this one earlier. I'm so glad I didn't. Let's That's go. Sick. Decent oh, cereal that- too. Dude, that's a great pull, buddy. We're going to hold that that's one. A good, that's a good one. That's a good, good one. Right, what'd you say, AK? 
I didn't catch that. No, me neither. We, we lost him. I said that's a good card, Justin picked. Yeah. Great pick. All right, AK, one or three? Three. One Dixon. One Dixon. Classic. Somebody Run it back, one Dixon. Give me LeBron. Show me LeBron. Okay, see who's this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a letdown after the curry, you know? It's, uh... I was going to say, I think the best one came first. Never know. Here we go. All right. Let's go. Anthony Edwards? Ah, D'Angelo Russell. That's pretty – I like I like D'Angelo Russell. I don't know much about him. Yeah. That's like $27 right now. Decent, decent cereal. Yeah, decent cereal. Not a uh, not a bad pack, though, with the uh, the Steph Curry. The Curry pulls. Yeah, you can't get upset with Curry. What uh, – I guess let's, let's hit the marketplace and see what – it's under maintenance, obviously. I have that curry. I think it was like four fifty last I checked. It was down to like two seventy this afternoon. And I was like Outside. contemplating buying it. Yeah, it's three. And I'm glad I did not. Yeah, right. Had it doubled up. Well, if you bought it earlier, you could have sold it for a hundred dollar profit and flipped it to another four hundred dollar card. Right. See, this is the thing. Like, so the low ask is three eighty four. The cereal I pulled was a four thousand. Like if you look at like this is who's buying these right now for six fifty seven hundred four four grand. Like I always list my super high, and if some idiot wants to, I don't want to say some idiot, but if someone wants to pay for that serial number, then whatever. I don't mind selling my curry for thirty five hundred. Right. Someone wants to pay for it. Well, I'm glad I got a second chance. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I don't know how many times I had a card listed for like 200 and then I wake up in the morning and I see the moment they're selling for 380 and mine got sold and I like got mad. Right. It's frustrating. And there's a lot to learn on this too. Like I was just going to say, I'm glad I'm getting a second chance with the curry because I, I pulled that from an early pack. And for a long time before they became LEs, they were the CCs and that card sat at like 20, 22, 25 for like a week. And I'm like, I'm just going to sell it for 22 and I'm going to, you know, flip that for a pack or something. So I sold, I sold this card, this curry card that I just pulled for like $22 and now it's worth upwards of 400. So that's that's the hard part with this website is they they do a lot of those changes where they go from like the CCs to the LEs or um, what what else happened where they like did it overnight? Um, that's when they um, all, all the CC um, all the guys that had the first moment they capped at twelve thousand made them twelve thousand LEs and those jumped up high in price. Yeah, like I sold a couple. I had a couple listed for like two or three dollars, and then they started selling for like twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, and it was like, oh my god. So it's tough. I mean, you, you want to like try and flip these for for profit, or you want to just build like a bankroll to be able to buy packs. But at the same time, like, should you just be holding them going forward because you know they're going to make these changes? Yeah, and that's what happened. Right. Like I uh, I scooped the the curry assist because I have that same one that you do. I got that one. I got a Luca. I got a Joker. Um, I got all those, and I scooped them when they were CCs. And then the, like the next day, they changed to the LEs, and then all of a sudden the prices jumped up huge. Like, I, is this a seventy five hundred one? Yeah. This is my very first pack. I pulled this and I sold it for seventy four dollars. 
And I was jacked up because I turned nine dollars into seventy-four. <laughs> I remember that. That's I so sold funny. I sold one of the uh I think and Justin sold would you say I mean, everyone I was gonna say like everyone that you know was in last month were selling moment way cheaper than yeah. where they're at now. I mean all my rookies I sold way too early, but I like where my account's at now, so I can't be too upset. You have one of these, right, Justin? Yeah. I sold one of these for like fifty. That's good. I sold Patrick. I sold Patrick Williams for a hundred, and that was like at eight hundred the other day, which is cool. It is just it is wild too. That it just all it also makes you yeah seven thirty yeah. yeah. It just makes you wonder though too, like how long like how long do you hand, hold on to it like. You know, how are, are these like you wait five years from now and then all of a sudden like that's like they're so rare because there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of moments out. Yeah, I'm going to hold all my series one and series two moments going forward just because if series three, they really do come out and, you know, the CCs are now 50,000 or 100,000. These 15,000 are going to look minuscule. Right. Exactly. Who's the third guy I pulled? Um, D'Angelo Russell. Just putting Russell. Isn't he the one who snitched on his teammates? He like recorded them doing something, and then they had to trade him from away from Golden State or something like that. Uh, yeah, maybe 29, 29 bucks. So you got oh, the cool. dude. You could flip the try to flip the Horford and the Russell, and you got you know what's that forty eight bucks right there. That's four more packs, five more those, packs. Those are the ones I feel comfortable flipping. Like they're not right. going right. to drastically like increase. I feel like no, those right. th- I feel like they're going to actually like. I think they're way overrated right now. Like those guys, like the guys like Correct. like the the Lucas, the Kawhis, the those guys. I don't think those guys are going to go down in value. They're going to go. I don't think they're going to do anything but just go up. So, right. I'm not holding any. You know. C-level talent players. I want all A's. I want rookies, A-levels, and future Hall of Fame guys. Right. And that's, you know, and I scooped, so I got, I grabbed some, some different guys because there's a lot of people theorizing, like, who, who do you need for the next, like, Cool Cats challenge when that comes out? And it was, like, you know, players that played for, like, cat colleges, like Missouri and Kentucky. And so I went, and I went, and I grabbed some of those guys, you know, uh, Jordan Clarkson and a couple other dudes, Jaron Fox and Nerlens Noel and stuff like that. So I, I'm hoping, like right now, they're like average price. They're not like what's Chris Paul at ninety four? Yeah, ninety four. Still, I still think that's way too. He's made the All Star game and he's a future Hall of Famer. Let's talk about that. Um, the All Star game. Like, what do we think? That's. I mean, that's about a week and a half away, right? So, do we think that that's going to give a bump to some of those guys? Yes, I do, especially if they talk about Top Shot during the game, because you're going to get a lot of people tuning in for the All-Star game that really haven't watched much basketball yet this year. And if they mention Top Shot, you know, you're going to get the casual fan jumping in and then they're going to be like, oh, Bradley Beal's an All-Star and his card's only $140 right now. Let's buy one. Yeah, no, I think it's going to do a lot, too, especially if you get more more guys talking about it. Like that's just gonna help it, and you know, like you said, if they like if they're on the set of TNT, and all of a sudden like Shaq and Chalk and, and Ernie are talking about it, like 
there's no way that people aren't like, oh, what is this NBA Top Shot about? And then they start like going on there and, and you know, and, and grab it. You know, I forgot who was talking about it on Club Top Shot, but they were saying, you know, we follow a lot of DFS people yeah. and that's who's kind of in the Top Shot. So it's like, that's filling up our Twitter feeds, but my friends that aren't in the DFS world really have no clue about Top Shot. Right. So like a common basketball fan, that really doesn't really watch basketball to the all-star break might have no clue about this or heard about it and just not think about it. But Shaq having his moment come out, I think once the moment's actually out, he has to talk about it on our TV. Yeah. No. And that's the thing. Like, I think, you know, I'm, I'm friends with guys who are like diehard basketball guys. Like they love it. They watch it every single night and they don't even, they don't even, they don't even know about it. And they still don't, they're not even into it yet. So like, I still think that the growth potential is huge. Now, obviously, you never know, but like, it just seems like there's, it's still pretty un, untapped. So like that, like, I feel like a Tate, I feel like Tatum is pretty undervalued. Like at 133, like that's not a bad buy to me. Yeah. I was no. trying to scoop a lot of these. So I have my entire portfolio right now. I think I've got, well, excluding the Horford and the D'Angelo Russell, but outside of that, my entire portfolio is all-star players. And I scoop a lot of them up at like a hundred um and they were as high as like 200 220 uh, two days ago and then we saw a big dip down to some of these guys went down below 100 and they're kind of starting to go back up so i think um i'm I'm hoping and the reason i acquired a lot of these guys was because of that all-star bump so um, i'm hoping we see a bit of that we're starting to see as you guys pointed out like you know cable channels talking about this stuff and a lot of a lot more nba players talking about this so yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, like we talked about jokingly, like 48 hours in top shot world, even 24 hours feels like a week. Like it's, it's crazy yeah. how much this stuff goes up and down. Dude, you're in, you're an in inception. You're an in inception. It's like, I've never seen the movie inception. That's what it's like. Um, but, and, and just as a disclaimer, guys, we're not trying to like show you our moments to like pump up the price and have you go buy them or anything. I am. Yeah. <laughs> but disclaimer. Speak for yourself disclaimer we're not financial advisors do what you want with your money and we're just talking about top shot because we like it i I think it's always like i think the the rule of thumb is like don't don't put in money that you can't afford to lose right like there's there's no guarantee but i think we've all seen a pretty good profit on or we've all seen a pretty good uh turnaround on like our initial investments obviously we haven't like cashed out or anything like that that's that's a whole another story we can get into some other time but Right. Um, See, you know, the way I kind of look at it is I put in a little bit of money at the start and I look at it as like gambling. I'm putting in X amount of money to have fun. And if I lose everything, I had a blast last month for the amount of money I put in there and I'm comfortable losing, you know, if this does go belly up. Right. Exactly. And like, you know, some people choose to go to the movies. We choose to go by digital moments on and talk to each other for 18 (laughs) hours. On the blockchain. (laughs) Yeah. It's just makes no sense i was trying to explain this to my wife how i was watching another thing about it she's like what are you doing i'm like i'm watching this about nba top shot she's like what do you mean i'm like these guys are just talking she's like they're just talking about nba top shot i'm like yeah she's like that i don't know i don't understand what are you talking about four hours i'm like that's i I don't get it either but i love it you know i've watched a lot more basketball because of this um and i've been watching (laughs) it 
but that, that's, that's the thing that's cool right like yeah. this is for everyone like i i don't watch the nba and i don't know a lot of these guys but i i'm into stocks and again i'm not like big into that stuff but I, i'm interested in that i'm interested in dfs and fantasy and making money and like just things like that like that this has so much appeal to like so many different people from so many different backgrounds for sure and there's still a lot of like youth in the future that they could do with all this stuff you know i heard people talking about have special stuff at nba games for you know if you own you know five dallas maverick moments mark cuban might have a you know top shot club in his arena you can go to or you know video game applications there's so much like that's the thing it's just like it's it could be just getting started you know what i mean like you never know like the growth that could happen and the ideas that could come along from it it's crazy but um let's get out of here this is a long one try to keep it short but we get talking about stuff so it happens um make sure you're uh, checking everything out find us on twitter pga tomorrow well by the time the show's out it's probably already happened but bets are up for pga make sure you're always checking that at balling over um, I also post at, at jdiz1617. Aki's at Kenny True Love. James is at Fitchy24. Find us on Twitter. Make sure you're checking everything out, guys. We appreciate everybody being here, and we'll uh, we'll see you next time. More Top Shot.